0: Hello there. What's happening? I can see them pretty teeth. My God, <laughs> your teeth. Have we ever
1: met before? We have many, many years ago, but you would not remember me. Where did we meet at? And, uh, Tasha Smith, you came to our acting class when I was first in L.A. I literally came up to you and said, "You." this is before class started. I was like, you look like Kirk Franklin. You said, do I? Are you serious? You had a hoodie on. And then after class started, Tasha introduced you, and I was like, oh, he did me like that. Oh, my
0: goodness. That was like 2006, 2007. It
1: absolutely was. My mom was still alive because I remember going home and calling and saying, girl, guess what happened? (laughs) It was, girl, (laughs) girl, (laughs) girl, guess what happened, girl? Yes, exactly.
0: Ooh, that little accent. Let's get into it. I love it. Come on, let's go. Brothers and sisters, sisters. (laughs) my name is Kirk Franklin, and I come to give you good words. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, I've got something super fun for you today. This is going to be like you sitting on the porch with your feet swinging, (laughs) drinking some uh, mint julep, swatting some flies, watching the sunset over the bayou. Um, You need a harmonica and you need somebody in the back singing, swing low, sweet chariot, Nim. That's what we're doing today. We, do we taking your Southern style, all right? And brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. She hooks it up in the kitchen and she's about to hook up some good words. Her journey has been incredible. From a small town in North Carolina. We were in acting class together, I just found out. And I'm probably sure that I stunk up the room. That's why I didn't get to come back no more. And she's also a social media superstar with millions of followers. Followers, I want to welcome to Good Words to help spread some happiness and healthiness all over America, y'all. Please welcome Tabitha Brown.
1: Well, hello there. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna put a request in. that whenever I got to do an event, I want you to bring me on because if, you they don't, yeah. if they don't do it like that, they ain't doing right. Let
0: me tell you something. <laughs> is I keep getting told that I'm pretty good at introducing people. Uh, honey,
1: you got that thing down packed, okay? L- you, listen, you got if, it.
0: if this music thing don't work out, I'm gonna give me some business cards <laughs> and I'm gonna pass me out some business cards.
1: Right, right.
0: Tabitha, listen. I want you to know that I've been kind of working on a couple of little things, uh, little ingredients as well. I want to. Throw them out there to you. You know okay. what I'm saying? You know, trying to find this balance of healthy and culture myself. Um, okay. And I want to just kind of get your idea and tell me what you think. What do you think about chitlin wraps? Uh and, it, hard, hard, listen, listen. <laughs> let me tell you why. Chitlin wraps because it's low on carbs, mm. right? Chitlin wraps, and then a ham hock salad.
1: Mm. Okay? Okay. With all and vinegar dressing. Mmm. Okay, that's what you're gonna put together. What what, what are we doing the funeral? What are we doing? <laughs> Because that's where
0: we going. <laughs> I just, I'm just, i trying to find a way. I'm trying to find a way to be in your world, keep it healthy, but oh. still keep it culturally fresh. You know what I'm saying? For, you know what?
1: For- if you want that, that's your business, honey. But I, I'm going <laughs> to pass on it. I'm going to pray over it for you, though, because if you're going to eat it, we're going to need prayer. <laughs> Wasn't
0: well, nothing about that right? Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. basically, nothing about that was right. Well, listen, <laughs> I want you to help. Me, because I am blown away at the level of success of you just being authentically you. It is no doubt that your success, it is built on authenticity. And now, uh, could you always throw down in the kitchen like we see you do on TikTok and Instagram?
1: Well, I have in the last, I would say, maybe 20 years, right? But I did not grow up cooking. I did not like cooking. I was a tomboy. My mom and my granny would always try to get me in the kitchen and I'd be like, no. But when my husband and I uh, first moved in together, we were super young. We were 19, 20. I didn't know how to cook. And I was like, oh Lord, I got to feed this man. So I would have to call (laughs) my mom and my granny and they would, you know, teach me over the phone how to put stuff together, you know, how to cook. And so I, I listen, I burnt up many chickens. Okay. I, I mm-hmm, tried to put some pintos in a, a crock pot, but it ended up being a deep fry. I thought somebody was in the house shooting. I never, <laughs> I, I, I never intended on being a great cook, but over the years I've become right good at it. <laughs>
0: now, now can he throw down a little bit hubby?
1: Now he, I've been gone, but you know, last couple of weeks, to Chicago, And so all these years, my husband and I have been together 23 years, right? Mm-hmm. He ain't never really been cooking. Now, all of a sudden, he know how to cook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these, yeah, these last couple of yeah. weeks, I've been gone. So I think he's been hiding his chef skills from me. But he do a little something. He's learned it.
0: Well, I can understand why he would want to try to cook. You sitting around here with 76 billion followers <laughs> and, and got TV there some cooking. That nigga girl like you putting me on, too. <laughs> oh. Listen, But see, but there's <laughs> such a, a notion that social media makes overnight celebrities, right? And But see, mm-hmm. but you're not that, you know what I'm saying? It is obvious, because think about it, I mean, you were in an acting class 14, 15 yeah. years ago. And so you've been working on your success for a while. What do you think it is about you that so many people are connecting with now? Why do you think that you're resonating with so many folks now? Now, some of it is that twang you got. It's that Southern twang, <laughs> makes people feel comfortable. But what do you think it is in this moment that has just made you blow up?
1: Um, I think it's freedom. For a very long time, I was not free. And when I decided that, you know what, the way God made me is enough and I'm free to just be me. I think people don't see enough people being free. Right. Because a lot of times we try to conform and be what we think others want us to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just decided, no, I'm tired of trying to be somebody else. I'm going to just be free. And I show up every day when I do content as a free woman. And my goal is always to make somebody feel like I'm your friend. I'm your sister. If you need your mama, honey, I'm your mama, I'm your auntie. And I want to help and be joy or happiness just in, you know, if it's only a minute or a couple of minutes, that's my goal. And I just show up as me. And it seemed to work.
0: Do you have a team around you now that is keeping you informed of all of the social media joy and explosion that you're experiencing? Or is it just you? Like, And then when you started seeing your numbers go up,
1: And and you started getting the phone calls. Like, how was that for you? Well, I have a team for work, right? Whenever it's work stuff, collaborations. But for social media, I still do everything. I'm a one woman show. Um, Now I can't keep up with the messages and the numbers the way I used to. I used to try to really engage with my people and respond all the time. And, and you know, when the numbers started going up, I had been doing videos, you know, since 2017. Mm. And I had, in March of last year, I had 500,000 followers on Facebook and 200,000 followers on Instagram because I had been doing this for a couple of years. And uh, when my daughter told me to get on TikTok is when everything changed, right? Which was last March. I really just celebrated my one-year anniversary a couple of days ago from getting on TikTok. And in uh, 30 days, I had one million followers on TikTok. And then a week later, I had two million followers. And that just blew my mind. I was like, what? Because I didn't think nobody wanted me on TikTok in the beginning because I was like, them as kids, right? That Uh used to be a kid app. And so when those numbers... (laughs) Them (laughs) them as kids. (laughs) Them as kids. (laughs) And them two kids don't want me on there. But I was like, well, I guess they like me on here. Let me go on and keep giving them what they asked for. But um, it really did. It blew my mind. I was just... I was grateful. I was amazed. But I also took it as a responsibility. I really did. I started reading the comments and people were saying, oh, wow, she helps with my anxiety. Her voice is like a warm hug. She feels like the mom I wish I had or a best friend I wish I could talk to. And so when reading those type of comments, I just started feeling like I got to show up for these people every day because we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? And everywhere you looked, Everybody was posting about COVID-19 or coronavirus. And I just wanted to be anything except that. I wanted to be a source of joy. And so as the numbers kept climbing, I just started thinking, oh, people must need an outlet, you know?
0: I have to ask you this. I gotta ask you this is because there are so many people they get discouraged with the detours in their life, and y'all, she's sipping on lemonade as we talk. See, <laughs> that ain't fair. That ain't fair. Y'all, she just took a sip I'm of so lemonade so from so a from a jelly jar. <laughs> So I'm letting y'all know she a real one, y'all. She a real one. Listen, and then let's, let's don't skip over something real quick is because I think that this is something very powerful. You met me in 2007 in an acting class and you were trying to break into the business. That was mm-hmm. 2007. Mm-hmm. It is 2021. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, you had this explosion. So many people are trying to learn how to handle detours, how to handle delays, how to handle disappointments and trying to figure out what was your journey from when I saw you as this young actress, you know, struggling and aspiring because LA ain't cheap. Mm -mm. And, (laughs) and to now you are the biggest explosion on social media. How was that journey? How did you keep your sanity? How did you not lose it? How did you keep going?
1: You know what? It was tough. Right. But the one thing I always tell people is, honey, I worked while I waited. You know, I Mm. honestly believe that living builds character. You know, I went through sickness with my mom. You know, I lost my mom in 07 after meeting you. Wow. And seeing her journey from being this amazing, vibrant woman who lost her battle to ALS, it sparked something in me to just say, you know what? I gotta try, right? I gotta even try harder. And so I jumped in real heavy on acting and really tried to, to do as much as I could, right? I did a bunch of like small independent films that back when Blockbuster was a thing and they would go straight to uh-huh. Blockbuster and then uh-huh. end up in Walmart and things like that. I did music videos. I did, you know, video testimonials, commercials, uh-huh. a lot of small victories. I had another baby, um... I did a whole lot of very small things, but I always had a nine to five in between gigs, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I would work sometimes at nine to five and feel stuck. You know, I would cry very often thinking, oh, man, God, you brought me this far just to bring me here. But it would be peaks and valleys. I started doing stand up because I was trying to get a TV show. And, you know, in Hollywood, they say the easiest way to get a TV show is, you know, you do stand up. So I was like, let me get on on the stage and see what I can do out here, you know, Um I did a whole lot and never really got a break, you know. But I was always so hopeful. Ever since I was a child, I would always dream and see myself as an actress and, you know, as this person. I didn't know how it was coming, but I just always believed it. I was always telling my husband, I know I'm going to make it. I can't tell you when, but I know. I just have this feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, 2016, I got sick. Mm -hmm. I had this headache Uh, in the back of my head that would not cease. And it was there every day for a year and seven months. Mm. I would have chronic fatigue, chronic pain. I began to fall when I would walk. I would, um, you know, lose my vision a day. I just could not get well. And the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. You know, some days would be all right. I would still not feel normal. But a lot of days I felt like I was going to die. You know, I didn't think I would see 40. And I remember Mm. that. Losing faith for a little while. I started to think God doesn't hear me anymore. Mm. And being exhausted with habitually praying. Mm. I was at my little last call for help. And I remember I had what I call my coming to Jesus moment in my bathroom. And I got in the mirror and I just cried out to him. And I said, God, this is my last call for help. Mm. If you heal me. You can have me. And I won't try to live this life my way anymore. I'll simply only live it your way. And that day I meant it. Mm -hmm. I came from a real place in that moment of desperation, of I'm at the bottom. I can't go no further than this. And uh, I left the bathroom. And that day I feel like I left a part of me there. A couple days later I had a dream. And in the dream I saw myself in a, like a show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but on this show, I was very much so myself. I was very free, like had an Afro. I, I spoke the way I speak. Cause you know, for many years, I always cover my accent cause I was told to. Uh, when wow. I met you, I was covering my accent. I always <laughs> wore my hair long and straight. Uh, I always was on a diet trying to be a size two or a four. But in this dream, I was completely me. And I always had the gift of dreaming. And when I woke up, I prayed and I asked God, revealed that to me. What was that? And I heard a voice clear as day said, start doing videos. And I was like, start doing videos. I ain't doing no videos now. I ain't going to do that, Lord. And again, the voice said to me, start doing videos. And uh, literally, because I had made that promise to him, that's the only reason I started doing videos. And I wow. said, okay, I'm trying to live a life of obedience. And that's how this journey began. Simply because I had that dream and had that, conversation with God in my bathroom. So that's how, from 07 to now, how it all kind of transcribed to be where I am right now.
0: So listen, now that you are America's mama, <laughs> how can other people begin to take some power in themselves in their faith and use it to follow their dreams?
1: I mean, the first thing is recognizing who you truly are. I think that is the the secret that we all sometimes forget that we have, we all have this power of being who we are. Nobody else is like us. Mm -hmm. And the moment that we tap into that, everything else kind of starts to come to us, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think when you say, I'm enough just as I am, like this is who God created me to be. This person right here, she enough. I honestly feel like when we say that, God honors that. And now he says, ooh, that means you trust in my work. So now Mm -hmm. I can show you how I built you and what you can do. And then things start to open up for us. But if we don't trust that we are enough, we'll spend all this time looking everywhere else for the answer. Mm. So I feel like if you trust you, that means you're trusting him. Mm. And it, it works out. Now, you've got this
0: huge audience now. You know, everybody, listen, girl, when I told people I was talking to you. It's funny because I told people some of the other people I've been talking to, like, okay, cool. When I said I was talking to you, <laughs> baby. Really? Bay, bay. <laughs> Folk was going crazy. Listen, listen, I got security holding my wife from coming <laughs> oh. in here would love, love to, to meet let her let me tell you something man it is so crazy my daughter everybody i'm like lord jesus this girl oh my this woman? so with this huge audience and you have seeing the success and but with that success can often come a bigger microscope and you know that and it's focused on you and a lot of people especially seem to judge especially unfortunately with women of color you get judged when you're a mama Because somebody is always trying to make you feel like that maybe your mama role is going to be overlooked for your success. And who got you out of that fear of knowing that your success was not going to rob you of who you needed to be at home?
1: Well, God said we can have all of our heart's desires, right? Mm -hmm. And family has always been a desire of mine. And that's first and foremost. My family is my foundation. Right. So it's just like my daddy always told me it's like a house. Okay, you have a house. You can have the most beautiful house. But if you ain't got no foundation, honey, it's bound to fall over. Amen. I build everything on my foundation, which is my family. So everything else that comes is a bonus. But my family is irreplaceable. I can start a new career every week if I wanted to. I can't start a new family every week. It's my foundation.
0: So then. How mothers pursue their dreams and still win at home, you're saying has to do with never forgetting it's the foundation.
1: That's how I live my life, right? Because a a lot of times I think that we will put our family first and forget about Mm ourselves. We are part of the family, right? But we come first. I always have to put me first so that I can be the best wife and the best mama. Right? The best daughter, best sister. If I don't show up for me first, I can't do that. Yeah. Me first, then the family, and then everything else will follow.
0: So you never really had a fear that your family would be the end of your dreams. You just let your family be the catalyst for your dreams, sounds like.
1: Yeah, it, it was part of who I am, which is why I bring my family along. Sometimes you see my husband in the videos, see my daughter and my son, they're part, you know, they're a reflection of me. I remember when I was young, right? My husband and I came here to L.A. back in 98, right? Mm. Because I was just in pursuit. No goal, just a dream. And, honey, just dumb, okay? Because ain't, ain't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, right? I, we landed out in Orange County. Uh, we were renting a room. Uh, it, it just was not a good situation. So my husband told me, he said, listen, we need to go back to North Carolina because it's cheaper. Save up for one year then move to L.A. where you really want to be so you can really pursue your acting career. And so I thought, well, that's a good idea, right? So in 99, we moved back to Greensboro, North Carolina. And the one-year plan turned into five years, a baby. We got married, you know, had a house, cars, jobs, all these responsibilities. And I convinced myself because I had had a baby, I no longer could pursue acting because Mm. that's what I had seen. I had seen in small towns, you have a baby when you're young, honey, you Mm -hmm. can't be out here trying to pursue nothing. You better get a Mm -hmm. job and live a regular life, right? Right. Uh, But literally God woke me up one day. It felt like it was an earthquake in Greensboro. My bed shook and I woke up and I heard a voice that sounded like thunder. And the voice said to me, this is not the life I planned for you. Mm. And it scared me. I remember telling my husband about it. He thought I was crazy in that moment. But later that day, there was a, a radio personality on the radio. Buster Brown came on and said, hey, I got this new TV show on the WB network and I'm holding auditions looking for a female co-host. It won't ever any auditions in Greensboro, North Carolina. But after, <laughs> but after I had had that experience that morning uh-huh. and I prayed and I said, God, I need you to show me a sign today because if not, I think I'm losing my mind. Uh-huh. And then but hours later that happened. So I, I've always known that he has his hand on me and he has been guiding me, but he had to wake me up to say, just because you got a baby don't mean your life is over. Your dreams ain't over. Amen. And so Amen. I feel like now I get to tell other young girls there and young men that.
0: I love it. I love it. See, there's something beautiful that I am a witness of when it comes to the, just this nurturing essence of black women and the power that they've even had to nurture so many in this country. Mm. They have always been a part of saving the day. Sometimes, unfortunately, because y'all should not always have the burden of always saving the day, but you've always had this supernatural power of always taking the darkness and making light out of it. And so now that you're becoming, uh, like I said earlier, even America's mama, How do you feel about that label? How do you feel about the burden that sometimes Black women have always had to have to save the day?
1: Well, you know, I don't look at it as a burden, right? I look at it as this is who God created us to be. (laughs) This is who we are, right? Um, He has trusted us with these journeys. And so it's just like with 2020, I feel like we were as a people, we were trusted with 2020. Wow. People have come and gone, but we were here to endure this. But I feel like we have been trusted with this. It is our superpower and it is our right mm-hmm. to save the day. It is our right also to save when we don't feel like doing nothing. <laughs> I <That's> love pretty- <laughs> it. I love it. That's how I you get it. to say today when you say, uh-uh, not today. Not today. Because that means I'm in control at all the time. No, not today, honey. Yeah.
0: But when you say it, you got to say it just like that. You know, listen, <laughs> you, listen, you ain't got to use all the King's English when when you're, when you're a superhero. Nah, baby, not today. Uh, I not love today,
1: it. honey. And, and <laughs> I love it. it's a complete sentence. That means you ain't even got to explain yourself, okay? Uh, uh, yes. I ain't doing it. Uh, not today. I ain't doing it today.
0: <laughs> and we know what you mean when you say it. We know what you mean. <laughs> More with the real life superhero, Tabitha Brown, y'all. Ready for word? First of all, let me send so much love to your husband, man, to your covering, because he served your dreams, because for him to even help try to create a plan, baby, let's go save so you can go back, it's like, man, there's so much love, and, and I look up to him for even having that type of spirit. But now, you know, so when y'all did this and before all the accolades and you dropped out of school, you went to L.A., you tried to live the dream and you found out that you weren't ready. Uh, Looking back, how do you wish you had prepared for that moment? Or was it just a matter of fear? Was it a matter of not believing in yourself? Or was it a matter of not having faith?
1: I always had faith. I wish that I had known I was enough, you know, In some instances, but I honestly would not change at all because then I wouldn't have arrived here. Mm. Right. I think that everything I went through was purpose for this moment because now I have a story to tell. Now I can help other young women who are, you know, struggling with identity, who are thinking they aren't enough just because either they speak differently, they look differently, their hair is different. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: I want to ask you another question. Now that you are part of social media and you are a star there, I'm quite sure that you have been exposed to this, to this new era of young women and this boss culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would love to hear from you your perspective about all of these beautiful young black and brown sisters that think that the goal of life. It's to be a boss.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that if we understand what it is to be a boss, right, that we know that even without a business, you can be a boss. And it doesn't have to be shouted at the rooftop. It's simply how we exist. I've been a boss in my whole entire life, I feel like. It has Mm -hmm. been my right to be so. Uh, But it's more so because I own me. It's the greatest business you'll ever own is your own, which is yourself. Mm. I think it's a powerful thing when you know who you are and you don't really have to broadcast it, but I think it's an even more powerful thing when you can help others realize who they are and help build and bring each other up. I'd love to see women building and dreaming and making things happen. I think it's a beautiful thing. I just think it hurts us when we lose ourselves in the process because we don't know Mm. Our business. We're too busy building a business, but we're forgetting about us, who are the real business.
0: Powerful. That is powerful. And salute to you and all the other young, beautiful. Black and Brown Sisters is I know that social media can sometimes show the good and bad of things and, yeah. and and I know that everybody is always pursuing the lifestyle the things the you know the Birkin bag and the <laughs> and the and the, the the red bottoms and those things have their place um, but you have always seemed to never leave behind in being a boss your faith and you 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 seem to be unapologetic in your faith. And you did a video that went viral about being asked to calm down your faith. Ooh, honey. Girl, honey. girl, tell me about this video, Ooh. girl, girl,
1: girl. <laughs> now what happened? What well give me, give me, give me some of this tea. You know, it, it has been a thing for a long time, you know, even just before, you know, the last couple of years of being on social media, but even in being in Hollywood, people say, you know, you have to be careful when you're talking about God and things like that. Because, you know, I grew up in the church, so it's always been in there. But even more so since I truly said, I'm going to live my life for you. And uh, people would just be, you know... Sliding in my DM, saying little crazy things or giving me their advice about, you know, uh-huh. how I'm talking about God or if I'm talking about him too much or you giving him too much credit. People ain't going to want to work with you. I said, well, and they did make the folk that I should be working with. No way. Mm. But I ain't going to change because I know like who I am and whose I am and how I got to where I am. And so but people and they gonna always talk. It don't matter to me none. And I'ma keep on, <laughs> honey, I'ma keep on giving my praise. I'ma be vocal about it because that's my business. And that's why I always tell people, <laughs> honey, that's my business, honey. Me and God, we we like this. That's my main man. So if you got a problem with me, you better take it up with him.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love your faith. I love your boldness. I love your accent. I love your smile, your conversation. And this beautiful woman I'm looking at, this beautiful dark-skinned woman with natural hair and a Southern (laughs) accent before me. And me and you both know that Hollywood has always tried to lean in other directions, but you are now just bringing this whole new spirit in our society that all of this natural beauty is now being embraced. And you seem so confident in yourself and who you are. Has that always been the case?
1: Well, no, you know, like I said, I wasn't free for a long time growing up in the South from the smallest thing of of watching my mama answer the phone and sound different when she talking to a bill collector versus how she sound when she talking to us. So you learn very early on that, oh, in order to be accepted in a certain room, you must got to change how you talk. Right. And then me going into corporate America and being told, oh, no, you can't wear your hair like that. That's not professional. Oh, OK. And then you can't talk like that because customers don't want to hear that. Oh, okay, so now I'm, I'm putting on all these layers all the time. Then getting into entertainment and your agent saying, mm, that hair's too ethnic. We need that to be straight for your wow. complexion. You know, wow. your look, you got to make sure you're a certain size because, you know, you're a darker woman. You need to be thinner. Your hair needs to be long and straight. Cover your accent unless they ask for a southern accent. All these things start to play a role, and I began to believe that. And so I went on this, you know, 20 plus years of trying to conform. Okay, let me fit in. And realizing all along God created me to stand out. But I had to get to my place of freedom before I realized that. You know, I had to get to a place where I said, wait, wait a minute. If I'm wearing my hair the way they're telling me, if I'm trying to be the size they're telling me, if I'm talking the way they're telling me, baby, I ain't free. <laughs> and I thought I was free. And the moment that I got that, the moment that that clicked for me, it was game over, honey.
0: Share with us a moment that almost broke you. Maybe it was an audition. Maybe it was a comment. Share with us a moment that for you, it was a space that you didn't know that you would be looking back now as an overcomer.
1: When I was sick. When I was sick. You know, I fell into a dark place that I had never imagined I would go. Because, you know, I had been through a lot of death with my family, with my mom and my grandparents, aunts and uncles. But this was a place I had never been on a personal journey of depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And I began to have, as they call, I think, manic panic attacks where I would have sometimes 50 in a day where I could just be talking to you and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. I just, (laughs) And it was devastating to me. And I really thought living a normal life was not going to be a thing that I could do anymore. And I remember many times trying to hide how sick I was from my husband. And one particular night, I'd gotten up to use the bathroom. And when I went to use the bathroom, I collapsed in the floor. And it was this night that I thought, oh, I'm going to have to tell him the truth. And that hurt me more than hiding how sick I was becoming. Mm. Because, I, you know, the last thing I ever wanted to do was make my family worry, especially my husband. You know, that's my best friend. my partner. And so I really had started to have these terrible thoughts of, God, I'd rather die than have to witness him in pain, stressing about me. Um, and I started to have really bad thoughts. Depression and anxiety is a powerful thing the mind uh, can really take you to some places that you just, yeah, buddy. you know, you feel like you can't come back from. You better preach. Yeah, but I did and I thank God for that crack of light that was always there. It was a very small crack, but when I saw a little glimpse of the light, I always tried to hold on to that. But anxiety and depression is a very tough place to live and I never want to go back. I never want to go back.
0: You were able to find this light, and to find your way out. What was that light?
1: Well, and I want to be completely transparent. When I was going through, and I was on every drug the doctor offered me. Every I okay. was desperate to feel better because I'm sick. So when I'm yeah. when you're sick and they can't tell you what's wrong with you, that causes a depression by itself, right? Yes, Anxiety yes. comes from. I don't know what's wrong with me. I go to the doctor every week. I'm getting blood work. I go every month. I'm getting MRIs and they keep saying everything come back normal. But you know that you don't feel like yourself yes. and you're desperate. So they say, well, take this. This might make you feel better. Let's let's try this, honey. Anything they offered me, I took it. I had antidepressants, I had painkillers. I had all kind of autoimmune drugs they were giving me because they kept saying, Well, we know we think it's something autoimmune, but we just can't put a finger on it. But I was hopeful that one thing would work, and I'm sure taking all the different you know drugs that I took that they offered me probably made me worse, you know, mm. and when I saw the light again. I just kind of started weaning myself off because I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Now they put me on one antidepressant. I had took my son to his summer camp one morning, and I was at a stoplight, and in my peripheral view I saw somebody jogging in place, waiting on the you know the light to change so they can go on the crosswalk. Honey, when I looked to the side, I was out there jogging. I said, I know I'm not out there jogging if I'm sitting in the car. (laughs) The the medication was making me hallucinate. And I called the doctor immediately. I said, listen, I can't take this because if I ain't crazy, I'm going. I'm on my way because the medicine is doing that to me, right? I knew then, and I'm so thankful that God had his hand on me to a place to where I could recognize that that wasn't right. Mm. And so at that moment is where I kind of started pulling back and saying, maybe I can't. Take all this stuff that they're giving me because that scared me. Mm. And when I started to see a glimpse of hope and light was after the day that I had my moment in the bathroom that I told you about, my coming to Jesus moment. I just something just felt like it lifted, you know. Mm. And then my daughter came home from school weeks after that and told me about a documentary she had saw at school and she thought I should watch it. And it was What the Health on Netflix. And we watched it as a family and then I decided to try to do a little vegan challenge. It was the only thing I had not tried, right? I tried every drug the doctor offered me, but I wow. never, ever tried to go vegan or change my diet. Mm. So when we decided to go on a vegan challenge as a family, we said we'll do it for 30 days together. My family was willing to do whatever I you know, asked because they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me too. Mm. And in those first 10 days, the headache that I had had every single day For a year and seven months, disappeared. Amazing. And that was all I needed. That window of light just started to open up. And I focused on that. And, honey, I've been on the road ever since.
0: Amazing. You found healing in your food. Yeah. And you found healing in the type of food that God created. Yes. That is powerful. Yes. Man, girl, this is so good. (laughs) And so... And so now you're healthy, you're vibrant, you got these teeth, (laughs) and and you're trying to be, and you know... And I work out and I eat healthy, you know. I eat really healthy. Like, I have not had soul food. I have not had soul food in about 25 years, you know. But but Now, when Tabitha, you say soul
1: food, what you mean? Because I I eat soul food. Soul food is it depending on what kind you eat.
0: is I haven't had, like, fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Now, it's, I may do that maybe once a year, mm-hmm. you know. Fried chicken, some yams, you know, some turnips, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I made a
1: little turnip, you know Turnips ain't what I'm bad saying? for you if you cook them, you know, without all the— uh pig fat and things like that. In.
0: <laughs> well, then, well, then, Tabitha, tell me how to cook them then. So how should I cook them, Tabitha?
1: You know, you, now you got to use all the, the different things. You get use a little bit of onion and some garlic and some veggie broth and put you a little bit of liquid aminos in there, some liquid smoke. And honey, you be all right. Come on.
0: See, <laughs> see, girl, you, you let me tell you something. And I just want to hook up <laughs> with you and your husband, and we just talk all day. Yeah, honey, I'm, I you come I, I, over
1: anytime.
0: Now, when you saw what you just said blow up on TikTok, because basically what you just did to me is what you do on TikTok, and you got like 675 million followers <laughs> on TikTok, and, and, and you do just what you said right there. Uh, now, which recipe has the most hits?
1: Uh, carrot bacon.
0: Okay, now tell me about that.
1: Well, carrot bacon, you know, for two years prior to me being on TikTok, after I went vegan and started doing videos, you know, I had been touring and traveling the country, doing events, telling my story, things like that. And I had been at several restaurants and I had tried different forms of bacon, like eggplant bacon. And they had had these little chips of like dried carrot on a salad. And I was like, I wonder if I can make this into a whole piece of bacon, (laughs) So I just did it one day. Now, mind you, I had did that recipe before, the year before on Instagram and Facebook. It didn't blow up, but I, mm. it was a longer video. But when I did it in mm-hmm. 60 seconds in the air fryer, honey, the, the kids just seemed to love it. It just took off. I mean, I think it had like 12 million views in a, in a week or two or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's good now. Oh my. It's good. It's the maple syrup. And that Uh that maple syrup with the little garlic powder and things. I'm telling you, it's all right. (laughs) It's all right now. (laughs) Listen,
0: listen. Now, clearly, this healthy vegan diet—it's done wonders for you. Just listening to how it has been healing for you has been so inspiring. Really, really, it has, Tabitha. But you know, for our culture Mm -hmm. now, you know, it seems like there's still a barrier around food. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm quite sure that you had an auntie, a nana, that (laughs) walked around the house, walked around the house with the house coat on, and you know, and the zipper didn't work, but she would hold it. She would hold it with her top two fingers. Right, right. And when she walked around the house, she didn't pick up her feet, she slid, right? She slid around the yes. house, and when company came over, she had the nerve to put on a wig. But the <laughs> oh, wig Jesus. wouldn't cover all—the wig wouldn't cover all the back of her neck, uh-uh. so you could see right, and you could see the gray hair oh, sticking Lord. up under that.
1: Right, honey. you could sit up under that dog wig. Somebody gonna come get you. Somebody gonna come. They coming to get you, honey. You better run, hide. Okay, you better run and
0: hide. Listen. Listen, and so we know how food has been so healing for our culture and they are resistant just to the changing of the ways because that's just the way that our ancestors have always done it. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: feel that pushback? Uh, You know, I don't, right? I get people who say, I ain't never thought about being no vegan or eating that, but you got me wanting to try something. You know, more people stop me Uh, especially when the world was open, but more people tell me they've tried to eat better since seeing my videos than ever before. Mm -hmm. I feel like I play a role in seeing someone that looks like them, right? That talks like them, that looks like them, that is them, that's saying Mm -hmm. it is okay to eat differently. Because a lot of times what happens is we as people, we feel like if you take away our food, the traditional way, you're taking away our tradition, but that's not the case, right? We still can eat the greens. We still can eat the mac and cheese and, you know, the cornbread, the pintos, like all that stuff, just in a different way of cooking it. We can still have those things. It's just, we got to retrain our mind. And we also, we never like to talk about the things that we eat that you make classify as soul food, you know, a lot of like the pork and things like that, that was not our original diet. That diet was given to us, right? We had to adapt that out of survival. But honey, we didn't survive. And here we are. So mm-hmm. we should be able to eat the way we want to for our bodies to survive now. And so we don't have all these diseases running rapid.
0: Speaking of diseases and speaking to a woman now that has really gained the trust of her community Mm -hmm. and the community outside of her. I do want to ask you to right now at this moment to share your thoughts and views on this vaccine for COVID-19.
1: Well, you know, I actually was going today to go get uh, my vaccine, but then we weren't able to. The appointment got canceled. I was doing a lot of research and, you know, going back and forth with it because... As a people, we have every right to always be afraid when it comes to vaccines. You know, we have not been treated fairly, and that's not a secret. Uh, We've been tested on, and we have been guinea pigs for many, many years and centuries, and it's very scary. Uh, And to be honest with you, I was going to do it afraid, you know, but Mm. I have not seen my daddy since 2019, and I miss him, and I'm a daddy's girl. And he got vaccinated and I thought, well, if my daddy get vaccinated, I'm going to take it so I can make sure I can go see him uh, this year. I thought of it the same way I think of the measles. Right. I ain't never had it because I had the vaccine as a baby. Right. My kids have mm-hmm. never had mm-hmm. chickenpox because they were vaccinated when they were born with the chickenpox. I've never had smallpox because I had that vaccine. I know that when it is available for me again, I am going to take the vaccine Uh Again, because I know I travel a lot. I'm exposed. I've had my antibodies tested and I have zero. So every time I travel for work, I'm at risk. And because I had some strange autoimmune deficiency that happened to me years ago and I almost felt like I was going to lose my life. I know that something has to have lived inside of me. I don't know what that is. And I don't want to risk getting COVID to stir something up. And so I'm willing to take a chance in covering or protecting myself with it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I also want you to know that uh, she, when she was talking about her father, did you hear her say diddy?
1: That's my daddy, say, honey.
0: You, you, if you're from North Carolina, said, everybody Didi. say
1: diddy. <laughs> diddy? Diddy? I miss my daddy, honey.
0: When we get back, I cook up some parting wisdom with Tabitha Brown. More good words, y'all, after the break. Tabitha, I'm, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. I am proud of the fact that you are authentic. And there's something beautiful about authenticity. I am so proud to see you staying true to who you are as a beautiful Black woman, but showing us another alternative of how we can become better. I am excited to see you grow as an actress. I am excited about you working on a new book. I'm excited on you working on just all these other endeavors that I know are coming your way. Uh, People love you, people trust you. I mean, girl, what's next?
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? To continue to do what I've been doing, of course, right now, recurring on the shop for Showtime. I'm in Chicago back and forth right now shooting, um, developing my own show as America's mom, uh, which will be a scripted comedy and developing a show for the Food Network that, you know, got to live in that food space somehow And of course, writing my book. I'm writing two books. One, I'm just finishing, which is an inspirational book because I felt it was important to feed the soul first. uh, And then the cookbook will come after. And uh, continuing to do this. I'm also working on a kids show that I'm super excited about. Wow. And, you know, I think children are truly the gift that God gives us, right? And so if we have children that we can nurture, we have better adults. And so I'm excited to work with kids and do that. And I have my own hair collection that I started because, you know, I named my hair. Her name is Donna. And so Donna's recipe. Hey Donna. <laughs> she, hey Donna. she had a spa day today. That's why she looking real curly and stuff. She got conditioner <laughs> on her, honey. And so Donna's recipe is out now and available. And, you know, just continuing to work and love my family and love God and share his goodness with the world and just keep being myself. That's my plan. <laughs>
0: Tabitha, you have given me so much uh, to be able to put into the pot of life, and I'm asking you to give me, please, just three more ingredients to how people can get free that we can use in this life meal that we've been serving people today.
1: Well, first and foremost, ask yourself, what do I like? And if you can't answer that, that means you don't know yourself well, right? We got to get to the liking so that we know what we love, and then ask yourself, mm. am I living for anyone other than myself? When I wake up in the morning, do I get dressed for me? Do I do my hair for me? Do I look in the mirror for me or am I doing that for other people? And if you mm. answer, is not you. <laughs> you're not living for you. You're living for others. Right? So we must work mm. on that. Uh, and then the last thing is how we show up for ourselves. Are we putting everyone else before us? Honey, you got to show up for you first. And when you start doing that, that means you're getting on back to you. You'll be just fine. And look, that freedom will get to ringing, honey. And people will be like, Ooh, what, what is that light? It's called freedom. It just starts to shine. It's a good thing, too.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, dinner is served. <laughs> it is served. Listen, I want you to do me a favor, because I want you to do me a favor before I let you go. Yes. Because I'm sorry, but your voice is just... It's just a blanket. It's just a blanket. I want you to do me a favor before I let you go. If I was having a down day, let's say I was having a down day and I needed Tabitha to give me just a good Southern word of inspiration. And I want you to do it Tabitha style. And I want you to get ready, daughter. I want you to give it to me. I want you to give me some words of inspiration, but I want you to put as much large seasoning in as you want to. I want you to give it to me kakalacky style, daughter. Give it to me with everything that is you, you hear me? Oh my goodness. What's your her name? <laughs> Donna. <laughs> and and I want Donna to come in there and help you too, daughter. So just just give me some words of inspiration and just keep it as you and I'm ready. Give it to me, baby Oh
1: my goodness, I love you so much. Uh, You know, I can only just say whatever is on my heart, but I will say this. I know that right now it it has begun to rain outside and sometimes we feel like it may be raining in our life, but remember the storm is only temporary. It will pass. You will get through it, right? And uh, because of that, you'll be stronger because of it. You're gonna be all right. It will be well. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like to tell people I love them because I think that we all need that, and I think it's the thing the world lacks the most of is love. And I think if we all spread a little bit more of it, we can all be all right.
0: I am so hungry. <laughs> I am so hungry. I'm about to go yeah, in the kitchen listen, and cook I, now.
1: I'm finna go to the store. I didn't know it was finna storm, but I am i gotta go give me some okra because I'm gonna air fry me some okra. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is so good. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please, I want you to help me think. All the way from the cakalaki. I want you to help me think. All the way from the porch. All the way from the uh, rocking chair with oh, some flip flops on, with a church fan, with Rev. Martin Luther King on it.
1: Ah, oh, you know and, we don't and... even wear no shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I be barefoot all the time. <laughs> Come on, the barefoot blessed one with 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 the testimony for the ages, Tabitha and Don. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all.
1: Thank I you. appreciate you thank so you. much, honey. You know, you know, I have to um I always sign out the same way. Shall we do that? Let's do it. Let's do okay, it. Okay, very good. Well, I first of all, thank you so kindly. I appreciate you for thinking of me and for having me share space and time with you, sir. I appreciate you. I love you. Now, with that being said, honey, y'all go on about y'all business, baby. Have yourself a good day. <laughs> but even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's him? Very good. <laughs> Love
0: y'all. <laughs> All I heard was okra. That was just okra. None but okra. Thank you, Tabitha.
1: Thank you, huh?
0: So I've told this story before and I'll share it again with you because I think that uh, it fits the spirit of today's podcast. You've heard me talk about how life At times, it's like baking a cake. When you see somebody take some eggs and they crack the eggs and they put the eggs in a pot, the eggs by themselves don't taste good or if you see somebody take a stick of butter and if they bite into the butter by itself it doesn't taste good but they take that stick of butter and they put some of it in the bowl as well and if they just try to eat the flour by itself uh, it's not going to be a good experience right and so everything that i've named on its own it doesn't have flavor and it doesn't taste well on its own but everything that i've named are also ingredients for cake. And it's amazing how the ingredients for cake on their own, they're not delicious and they don't have this certain flavor that you would expect from something that is sweet and something so desirable by so many. But the ingredients of a cake are ingredients that have to depend on other things to make them taste well. And so a lot of times in life, when you see God taking a little storm and a little, and a little difficulty and some challenges, and he's putting it into your bowl of life. Those things individually, they don't feel good. They're not pleasurable. Those are not things that you would enjoy on your own. Those are not even things you would choose to even put in your bowl. But for a well-balanced life that has testimony and story and growth and development to it, they are necessary ingredients for a beautiful, delicious life. And I know that many people have always felt that God may be taking long and that God don't know what he's doing. But then you also got to ask yourself, what type of meal do you want to be? Do you want to be microwavable or do you want to be like grandmama's cooking? Grandmama's cooking. The reason why Sunday dinner was so good is because she didn't cook it on Sunday. She started cooking it Saturday night and she let it marinate. So you got to decide what type of life, what type of career, what type of success, what type of dreams do you want to have? Do you want to have dreams and goals that are microwavable or do you want to have a life that's like grandmama's cooking? You got to free yourself to be authentically you. You got to work while you're waiting. You got to show up and step out of your comfort zone. You got to stay hopeful and you got to trust yourself as well as trust God. Those are the ingredients for a life that is long lasting. The type of life that people want to bite in. Man, I enjoyed Tabitha Brown today. I enjoyed her swagger, her soul, her spirit, and I hope you enjoyed her too. It was an honor to talk with her, and it is an honor to have you show up with me and to take this journey of life with me. I really appreciate you, and I cannot wait to see what God is cooking. Thank y'all so much for listening to Good Words with Kirk Franklin. Man, if you're loving what we're doing here, please, please take a little time out and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Man, y'all have no idea how much I appreciate that y'all would even welcome me into this space. And I really want to continue on this journey with you. So help your uncle out by showing your support and let's keep putting some good words out into the world. Good Words with Kurt Franklin is a collaboration between For Your Soul Entertainment, Sony Music, Provident Entertainment, and Spoke Media. We're produced by Trey Jones and Cody Hoffmackle with help from Alicia Force and John Yale Kastner. Our executive producer is Keisha T.K. Dutess with Aliyah Tavakolian and Keith Reynolds. This episode was mixed by Will Short. The rest of our team is Reese Brooks and Michael Havens from For Your Soul, Ron Hill and Phil Thornton from Provident Entertainment. And a very special thank you to the Sony podcast team. Let's go.